Scripted Wrestling Podcast. I am your host for the evening, Daniel Hummer, and I'm here with uh, some people that I really enjoy. Uh, they'll be here very soon. <laughs> I'm <laughs> here. Dan's here, but of course, uh, I- I'm joined here. As the dust settles on WrestleMania, night one and two, uh, right before SmackDown tonight, we're here to-, to give you a review. Of course, Doug's here, my brother. Yo. Uh, and Eric and Clinith are here. What's, What's up? up? How's everybody doing? We all doing good? Yeah. I mean, you say as the dust settles, a lot yeah. of people think that WrestleMania has been crap dusted. <laughs> yeah, yes, right, they it do. Wasn't yeah. that bad, okay? WrestleMania was not that bad. No, it's WrestleMania was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I'm not even saying it because I actually did enjoy it. Yes, I think Cody should have won. Well, and, and we will get into that. Yeah. That's like the main event, so... Let's try to save that, because I know that's the big thing everybody wants to talk about, and we will get into the way Cody's been booked. But I do want to review the whole night one and two. Uh, yeah. And we will we'll get into the sale, too. I mean, do you want to get into the sale first, because that's like news, I guess? I mean, all right, so let's just kind of just like run through it real quick. Endeavor, who's the parent company of, of uh, UFC, yes. bought WWE. For nine from nine billion dollars. Yes. All right. Vince, and now they're going to merge at some point. The UFC and WWE. The company is going to merge. The two companies are going to merge into one total company. I think it's going to be two separate brands under one company called TKO yeah. with the money side. But which I hope they change that because that's fucking stupid. But a, a TKO with the money sign in front is the name they have right now. And they're going to merge the two companies, but they're going to be—they're still going to be their own brands. You're going to have W, yeah. like you're not going to have McGregor versus John Cena. I don't think. Well, that's what Dana White said. He's like, WWE's going to do their thing. We're going to do ours. Yes, but it's like one. We're just going to be corporate umbrella. The same people. Yeah, it's like you know, Disney's got Star Wars and Marvel, yeah. pretty much. Uh, they're two separate entities, but they—they they both work for the same, you know, oiled machine. I don't think this is a bad move. I think this is probably the best people they could have sold it to if they were going to actually sell the company. Right. I know the excuse is they were the only people that would let Vince stay. And I know a lot of what everybody wants to talk about is Vince McMahon. I'm getting tired of talking about Vince McMahon. I, I, I understand that creative and the way things booked is what everybody is worried about. I think this is a lot more business and I think he might just be a figurehead business wise, but there's no way to really know. I mean, Meltzer's going to tell you whatever bullshit he hears. Everybody's going to report whatever. There's no way to really fucking know. All right. So unless you have a copy of a employment contract, there's no way you're going to know. Now here's like what he, he had said, he did an interview, I think on Monday and he basically said, I'm going to be involved in creative from a higher level. I'm not going to be in the weeds like I was. Yes. 
But then Raw happened, and everybody figured, oh, my God, he's a lion sack of shit, which I already I thought he was a lion sack of shit way before that. Yeah, but, but they might have already had everything planned for that Raw, where right. he was still involved with it going forward. Well, he may no. not Right. So just because of what happened on Monday doesn't mean... I think he was just stroking his balls Monday because of that. Both of you have good points. What are you trying to say, Quinn? Alright. The way I look at it is like this. I think after every Raw wrestle WrestleMania and we had every between me, this had to be the worst Raw after WrestleMania I ever watched in my life. (laughs) I agree. It had to be the worst. I I agree. (laughs) It had to be the worst. I do think it's Go ahead. Yeah, and then when you when you hear about well, Vince is you hear about him selling. All right, I, I'm, I'm glad that Triple H came out and dressed like the, the uh, public Monday night. He's probably he's going to do the same thing again tonight about the public and how WWE is going to still be WWE no matter what. If you compare this Raw and where and how Triple H ran it for the last few months. And watch, knowing that this man is back there. The only reason they like, I, I do believe it. The only reason he, they sold it to Endeavor because Endeavor wants Vince there. Vince wants to be in charge, and you're going to have a Vince show. And I think Vince is trying to run this thing into the ground. Just and let the youngins, the, the young people. You're, you're getting too old for the job. And I really do think of this had Vincent Man's show. The show was rewritten twice before it actually went on air. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, and I get that. And that's kind of the public opinion right now. I can't totally agree because I think Endeavor really knows what they're doing. If you look at when the UFC sold and what Endeavor's been able to do, I think that they're smart enough to look around and be like, okay, this is Vince's idea. It's not working. Even Dana White said in his statement, he said, this company has been on fire for seven years. Yeah. That was his original statement. Now, Ari Emanuel, who is the CEO of Endeavor, has been a friend of uh, Gomez McMahon for for like 20 years. Yeah, that's fine. They've had a good business relationship. They're billionaires that'll go and eat caviar together. That's great. But And now they're working <laughs> together, and, and that's fine. But I don't... Think And I think it's a little absurd to just say, oh, Roman won and Brock's a heel now. Vince is in charge again. I, I think that there's more that goes into well, it. Well, I, I did hear that the whole Roman, Brock situation is totally win, different. That Roman winning had been planned for like the last month. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did hear that because now, like, because of That's all what I'm the, saying. That could be Triple H's decision. All the fire Vince chants yeah, that happened in NXT – and the hashtag that went out Monday night, and the people that have their signs ready to say "Fire Vince" and all that. Uh, now you have this PW Insider story that comes out, where PW Insider is saying, "Well, no, everybody I talked to said, you know, it was, you know, Vince had some ideas, and Triple H went with his ideas." Yeah. But Triple H had the final say. Vince didn't. Uh, Bailey not coming out to be with damage control was done to protect her or whatever. I say so like I don't know who to believe because I think all wrestling journalists are full of shit. I think the only time you ever get the truth is when you listen to our show. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> like 
I don't know who to believe because I think all these idiots are somehow on the take with somebody. Well, and I think it's and it's one of the things that sucks that we're all in on kayfabe and that we all understand that it's a business and that it's not real and it's choreographed and all this shit because we all get our heads wrapped around and who's running it and who's booking it and if they're good and if it's a good idea. Just watch the show. And if it sucks, don't watch it and say, this isn't something I like. And then if there's stuff you like, just tune in for that. Like me, I'll tune in for the Cody Rhodes segments because Cody's my guy. I like some of the stuff that they're doing with the Prophets and Zane and stuff like that, so I'll check those guys out. And then when they put Elias on my screen, I turn it off. Or or if they put something I don't care about, I I turn it off. And I don't see that there's an issue with that. And I don't get why, you know, people are so worried about who's running it. And, like, just, just let it be and let – the only thing that this whole thing is going to affect us is we're you're going to have to start saving money, gentlemen, because we're going to have to start buying the pay-per-views on ESPN Plus for $75. You're, you're not getting – which I understand and I get it because it's a business model. It was stupid to give away pay-per-views for a subscription to Peacock anyway. Which, by the way, that won't happen until 2026. Because that's when the Peacock deal runs out. I'm, I'm sure. Well, unless they try to get out of it. Endeavor's a pretty powerful group. I can see them trying to move to ESPN or even try to sell the pay-per-views on Peacock as soon as possible. Because they want to profit off it. Buy rates and pay-per-view buy rates are a big deal. And that's how the UFC yeah, runs TV a lot. doesn't matter anymore. Yes, TV doesn't matter. Ratings don't matter like they do. Buy rates and actual money and shit that'll buy your big events, that does matter. So I think, like, you're going to see – and that's why who's, who's going to be the WWE champion is going to matter so much and who can pack the arenas and who can sell the pay-per-views. It's going to be the eras of we're going to need a big draw, and we're going to see if Roman's that draw. So far, you know, he did pretty good WrestleMania weekend, 160,000 people. Away. Yeah, exactly. But fucking uh, buy rates, that's all going to come back because we're going to have to start paying money again for these big pay-per-views. I guarantee that's going to happen. I don't even I, – that's not even something I think. I guarantee it. They're going to start selling the pay-per-views again. Yeah. It's not going to be just for 10 bucks a month. And I think that's going to go down the hill really, really quick. You think it what? I think it's going to go down the hill really quick if you do that. We're still – everybody's still – just think about it. We're still used. Ever, for the last nine years – We've been playing yep. ten bucks a month for pay per views at, at from ten ten to twelve what twelve to fourteen pay per views a year for just ten dollars a month. And and I was looking and look compared to AEW, AEW runs four pay per views a year. That's worth paying fifty something a month. That's two hundred dollars that's nothing. Now you want two hundred dollars like every four months, times that by what? Four or four months? Yeah, four yeah, months. That's crazy. It, it is a lot of money, but I think like they're gonna fail as a business if they don't. Right. Because I feel like that's a lot. Like Dana White saying that they've been on fire for seven years. I feel like that has something to do with it. Because if they had money coming in through buy rates, maybe they could, they'd have a little more money. Right. Now, <laughs> Eric was trying to say something before Clinton just cut him off. So. Well, he was. They were both responding at the same time. Yeah. What do you got, Eric? Yeah. I was going to say that um, Clemens does have a point, especially in this day and age where people are with money it's so tight because of the pandemic and all that. So it, it will be hard to 
convince people to pay $75 for paper. I know be, they do it for UFC. You're right, but also look at what Endeavor's been able to do. A lot of it is the guys themselves, but you think about the McGregors and stuff. Like They've been able to create stars. So in WWE, that's always been the formula. You have to create stars. So if they can start elevating people on Raws now and maybe make Raw like just like maybe they move that to ESPN Plus or just to streaming and stuff like that. Who knows? But if they elevate and make stars, people will pay money to see like a Roman and Cody or, or just like two guys to that level. If they can get like Sami Zayn again to that major level or, or just anybody, the Braun Breaker is a, a tremendous example. If you really sell him and build him for the next six months and then you have him and Roman do something for a pay-per-view, people will pay 70 bucks to see that, I believe. Now, you can't do it. it it's going to be hard every month. I agree with you guys. I don't know if that model can sustain every month. But and that's the thing that like UFC is different because UFC it's not the same fighters every month. No. But that's when you have to build up your US titles. Yeah. And your intercontinental titles so you can have them highlight or you can have a tag team. Uh, I don't... Right. All right. And tell you too, you you could bring those up, but I do not think just those just those, those titles alone, someone's going to make me want to pay $50, 50 to watch uh, 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 the Intercontinental t- a title match, one attaching title match. every. I don't think you want to have storylines, especially how you are now. Look at storylines, how they're doing. These storylines last from one, two, three pay-per-views, probably all up to six months of a same person, feeling. The edge you might have to cut down forever. Well, yeah, I mean, you might have to cut down the pay-per-views a little bit. Yeah, but also, we've also been doing this long-term, long-term storytelling for a while now, especially with Roman and the Usos. I'm cool with a couple quick title changes going forward. Yeah. I'm cool with whoever beating yeah. Roman holding the strap for three months and then losing it. I'm cool with that for a little bit now. Yeah, I'm cool with a little Russo era, not like every week, of course, but I'm cool with a little fucking, you know, a, a few more title changes than we've been getting them. Because they've been doing like the long-term champions for a long time now. Bianca's held it for what a year. Roman's yeah. held it for about cool. fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> going on going on a thousand a couple years now, or not a couple of years, but he's going on. You know, it'll be a year in June. The the Usos held it for two and a half. Like, <clears throat> no, we're always going on three years to tell you the truth. No, yeah, it's three, not four. Okay. It feels like There's four. He won in twenty twenty at payback. Uh, he won be, the yeah, three in August. He won in August at payback after the week after some, um, SummerSlam. And SummerSlam. Yeah. So that's how he won at SummerSlam. No, he no, came he back at SummerSlam. They put him on break for the week. So Roman comes back at SummerSlam. The the original plan was Roman was going to win it at WrestleMania, but he decided because uh, you know he has a compromised immune system due to his leukemia, he was going to take the time off. So they had to transition. Well, he called them as soon as they were going to do the Thunderdome, and said, "Hey, yeah, I'll I'll come back." And they're like, "All right, you want the title?" He said, "Yeah." And they gave him the title like a week after they put it back on break. 
Aynen. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but whatever they're going to do is all speculative. I do think like the $70, I do think they're going to start charging for pay-per-views. That is like a bold prediction of mine that yeah. I think they're going to do. Because I think they're going to look at it and Dana and all of them are going to be in a room and be like, why the fuck are we giving this away? You know, because yeah. how, much, how much money does it like cost to put a pay-per-view together? And, and especially if you want to do pyro and you want to do all this shit and, and, you know, leasing for the building and flying all the people out and everything. They're, they're really going to want to make that money back. Oh, Especially yeah, totally. after how much they lost just doing the Thunderdome, all yeah. the pandemic, and not having any gates. Now they're starting to get gate money back, which is great. But uh, it's all speculative. We'll see what happens. Creative, I don't think it's in as much shambles as everybody else. Even with your boy winning, Clinton, I sort of agree with it. I hate it, and I'm going to get into it, and I'm going to passionately get into it later. But I, I do, I understand, and the fact that the wrestling, the heel won, and my guy lost, and I was rooting for the baby face, and I really thought it could happen, and I was on my toes, and I was staring at the screen, and the bad guy won, and all the disbelief was sustained, and I was so mad that my guy lost. That's what wrestling's supposed to do. Yeah. So we can't really get mad and complain, oh, this guy should win, because at the end of the day, wrestling's supposed to suck you in and make you think, like, oh, this guy's going to win this guy. Oh, shit, he didn't. Fuck. Like, that, that is the goal sometimes. That's entertainment. Yeah. So uh, you really can't get mad at stuff like that. Now, Brock fucking, you know, turning on the only thing that's made him likable in years yeah. and turning into a machine again, that shit's kind of annoying. Uh, and we'll briefly talk about that. But let's get into night one of WrestleMania. Well, hold on. Before we do that. Okay, we only have so much time, though. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about we were going to do this. Oh, absolutely. All right. We do have to throw out a rest in peace to Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, you know, he uh, passed away on Monday, which actually sucks because he was actually – he flew into L.A. for WrestleCon. It was going to be the first time he was actually in the States since 2015. And, and then he had a medical episode, went in the hospital, and unfortunately passed away. So – Prayers for Butch. Yeah. And also, I'll, I will throw it to Doug, but for the unscripted family and for the community and everybody, uh, our buddy Kenny, who's been on this show multiple times and been on the network, uh, is going through a hell of a fight right now. And the circumstances are looking a little bleak, but he's fighting his ass off, and we're hoping the guy he kicks out. We, we're not getting any specifics out of respect for the family, but we do want to ask everybody's prayers or thoughts or w- whatever you believe in, whatever, just uh, have thoughts with our buddy Kenny because he's fighting right now. Yeah. So, But, yeah, like Daniel said, it was uh, Sunday. Uh, it was something we're not going to get into uh, too many specifics uh, or any at all, but he was in an accident. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, he is fighting right now uh so just everybody just please just you know continue with your thoughts and prayers kenny we're with you uh you know kick out you fucking bastard because there's more we want to do with you absolutely all the love thoughts and prayers in the world for our brother yeah uh are you good are you yeah. okay yeah. night one of wrestlemania we start off uh by the way two eighty eighty thousand 
crowd, 160 mm-hmm. altogether, yeah. which I'm sure it's a lot of it is people that bought tickets for both nights. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, and, 160 sounds good. So. And also, uh, uh, a story came out today that a guy dressed up as the big boss man who goes to every WrestleMania and cosplays. He came in as a big boss man. His buddy came in as a Mountie on, on Saturday night. They got in. It was fine. He tried to come in as a big boss man again on uh, on Sunday, and uh, the security guard, who happens to be a former a former cop, saw that boss man had the uh, you know or that this guy had like the the sheriff badge or whatever on there, like a boss man outfit. Yeah. He didn't like that, so he wouldn't let the guy in. So the guy took the patch off. He's like, no, you're still not getting in. Get out of the fucking outfit. And he's like, they let me in last night with this on. I don't care. I'm here. Get out of the fucking outfit. <laughs> so, like, it was just like. That's funny, though. Yeah. It, what was it like? He made a big, bigger deal no, than it should have been. Early 90s, you know, navy blue. Oh, they should let him get away with that. Though. Yeah. If it was the slot team boss, man, they might like the black gear and shit. No, it was the corrections officer. Oh, oh the light blue? Yeah. Oh, then he should be fine. I don't get why he can't wear well, that. Well, no, because... The, he made the, it a big deal, bigger deal than his life. Like, seriously. The, the guy, or the security guard was a former cop, and he thought it was disrespectful that somebody came in dressed as a cop. Now, I don't agree with it. I think... It's a character. That's stupid. It's yeah. cosplay. Well, and that's the thing. is The guy's just like, I come every year dressed as somebody. He goes, well, take the outfit off. I don't like it. That's stupid. That's stupid. He doesn't get to make that decision. I don't care. I mean, I understand and I respect him and thank you for, uh, you know, protecting the streets and everything. And, and I, I respect it. But you don't get to tell people how to dress. I don't care if you think it's disrespectful exactly. or not. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know your story. He's not trying to disrespect you. He's trying to be a fan and support the, the business that he loves, and he paid big money to do it. Yeah. It's like if, if, fucking, exactly. if someone goes to Comic-Con fucking dressed as fucking, you know, someone like that, like a, a, a commander or something, and they're like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, no, fuck you. It's like I paid money for this. I'm going to dress up if I want. That's like if I'm dressed up as like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like fucking – Anybody like Batista, and they're saying that that's like offensive to bodybuilders. Like fuck you. Yeah. Well, the guy he did get it. He had to, he changed into a boss man shirt. Okay. Like, I, I, at least he had a change of clothes and he kicked out. Because then that that's kind of an outrage. Well, I think what happened was somebody found and somebody I think gave him. I don't know if he actually had clothes with him or not. But uh, somebody gave him a boss man shirt. It's like, here, you can still rep the boss, rep the boss man. Was he the head of security? Why did he get to make that decision? He was the security guard that stopped him. And then, like, and then after the guy did everything that the security guard wanted, the security guard's just like, you know what? That's not good enough. And then other people were coming up to him and being like, he was here because people remember him from the night before. He was here last night. I don't care. I wasn't here last night. If I was here last night, he wouldn't have gotten in last night either. So it's just like, you know, you got this guy. Who, that guy should be fired. Yeah, he should be fired. Well, most security guards are useless anyway. They should all be fired. I mean, it's good to protect them. Just bomb threats or guns or anything. It's good to have safety in the building. But they're if, usually the first ones killed. They're useless. All right. <laughs> I'm, no not, I'm not so that far. 
But I will say that it's like you don't get to force your hand like that, buddy. Fuck you. This guy paid money to to be at this thing. Why can't he dress however he wants to dress? It's not like he, if he was wearing real military, if he was dressing like an official police officer, that is illegal, yeah. and you're not allowed to do that. But dressing like a like it's wearing basically a Halloween costume, yeah. but you're allowed to wear that to the store if you want. That's okay. So he like you know. Quit taking yourself so seriously. He's kind of making me not no fun at Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he gives away fluorescent and light bulbs to trick-or-treaters. Yeah. All right, Austin Theory and John Cena, or else we're not going to get through this thing. Right. What do we think? So this was probably one of the worst matches on the cards, only because, like, Cena came in and, like, it was very basic. And but it was pretty much Cena just saying, I got a fucking movie to go film. So I'm gonna come here, I'm gonna put this guy over, and then after I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. So we're not gonna do any crazy spots. You know, not shot me, do whatever you gotta do to me. <coughs> just uh don't rupture my nuts just in case I have a sex scene in this movie. And then I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, you can have your moment, but it's pretty much what that was. Now, am I alone in thinking that night one was infinitely better than night two? I, I don't think you're alone. No, you're not alone. And I like night two. I'm not saying it like turned into ass or anything. I thought it was a good continuation, and I thought overall WrestleMania was pretty good. But I think night one just fired yeah. on different cylinders. Yeah. And, well, because uh, now – because there were certain parts of night two that, you know, I didn't like. Well, it's just like Bianca and Oscar does not measure up to Rhea and Charlotte. No, not at all. That was like an all-time classic women's match compared to just an okay women's match. Even yeah. though I like the two competitors and what I'm saying is not as good more. I yeah. like Oscar and Bianca way better than the other two, but Rhea and Charlotte did the damn thing and fucking burned the house down. Uh, the main event, of course, the feel good. Like I, I like, like I said, Roman and Cody. Like I think what they did was kind of magical still. But the feel good moment is Ames and Owens, and you yeah. can't really measure up to that. No, not at all. But uh, I thought Theory and Cena. It was very basic, and it was kind of just Cena going through the motions. It felt like he wasn't trying to do anything special. But it wasn't a bad opener, and it was a good look for Austin Theory. Overall, I give it a five out of ten. I would say I would probably actually I would say four. Okay. Boys. Ah, oh, man. See, I wasn't a big fan of the opener, just because I just saw, I just knew it was it was a a, a work. And when I mean by work, I mean. We all know Theory is going to win the match. <laughs> we know nothing crazy was going to happen. Yep. Seeing us going there just to do a couple moves and then get pinned. That's why I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I was. It was a better. It was better than I expected it to be. Yeah. You got a little controversy with the tap out while the referee really being knocked down. But besides that. It was just a okay. So I'm gonna give it a three. From what I saw, because I didn't see the full match, but from what I saw the highlights, I'll give it a two and a half. 
See, I and I agree with what you guys are saying, but I also I don't think that this is anybody's fault. I feel like this is one of the things where they're kind of booked into a corner to where, like, Theory is the right guy to win. Theory cannot lose, really. Like, see, it, like if you have seen a win, that's kind of the wrong decision, and it kind of hurts Theory for no reason. And then just to do something fucky the next week and Cena loses the title. and Right. It, it just it, – it made – it only made sense for Theory to win, and there's nothing that they re- could really do during the match to make it special. Besides giving him that moment so now the fans could say, you tapped out, you tapped – and that gives him a little heat. So that – to me, that's all the match really did. But I, I don't think it was bad. Like, it's not a mind-numbing match for me. It's not like something that I thought was awful. I just thought it was kind of – it had to be paint by numbers because I feel like they weren't really given the opportunity to do anything special. Right. Because it would have hurt the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Street Profits versus uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Alpha Academy, uh, Chad Gable and me, (laughs) and uh, the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, with Valhalla. Yeah. Sarah Logan. Now, this Uh, had to be the match of the night right here. What? It, out of all, we the main event. Out of all thriller matches around of that night, that fatal four-way tag team match was awesome. You can't. Yes, it was. Take away from the, take away from the t- the Usos. Take away from Charlotte and, and um and Rhea. Look at all the other like cards and matches they had on there, like bathroom breaks wise. This, I thought, was going to be a bathroom break type of match, but it wasn't. It was fire. It was better than watching mm-hmm. Cena Theory. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I I agree that it's better than, like, it, like, it was better than Trish and Lena and Becky and, and that, but, no, I like, it was better than what I expected, and I, and I will agree with you guys on that, but no fucking way it was the best match. Like, dude, Seth and Logan was better than this. Oh, no. I thought Ray and no. Dominic was better than this. Are you kidding me? I thought like I thought it was no, better than Ray and Dominic. Disappointing to me. What? Ray and no. I disagree. I, I did this Dominic. match a six. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Alright, so this match because a lot of people expected uh, this match and the women's showcase match, which was going to be on night two. To uh, um, filler bullshit. Filler bullshit, and they were gonna suck, right? Well, that's because that's what it was. Um, whenever they do like the four teams at WrestleMania, that's yeah. what it is. And, and but like, and the women's match, and we'll get to that later on. But the women's match did suck, but it's because that one of the teams actually couldn't do anything besides get the pin, because they have to get the pin because they are who they are, and yeah, the uh, c word that they don't get the pin. Uh, um, but uh, so this was better than expected. Yeah, no, it was better than expected. And the street, pro- first of all, Ricochet again was the MVP of a match. Ricochet is becoming the unsung hero of wrestling. Yeah, and he's becoming low key like. You know how they were calling, like, Buddy Murphy wrestling's best-kept secret for a while? Yeah. I would say, like, right now it's actually Ricochet. Right. And the thing is that, like, if they decide to push him, and it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, when uh, he first got called out to the main roster, like, he was getting pushed a little bit, 
but it's also he doesn't fit like the McMahon I know. mold. But I feel like he also felt a little green and his character was – I feel like he's finally starting to get it together. I think him and Braun Strowman teaming together has actually helped him. Yeah, I feel like they might be able to get some heat behind him and actually do something. Like, because him and Logan, that was the highlight of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. All anybody could talk about with those two motherfuckers coming from both sides of the ring. Right. And they did give him the Intercontinental title for a while last year. And, like, he is uh, – I like Ricochet. He's somebody that could do something in this new era that they're building. Yeah. So I think everyone should keep their eyes on Ricochet. No, and, and I do too. Definitely. As far as the match, I do feel like it – I mean, I feel like it was an eight. All right. Again, better than the women's match. Uh, but then again, well, yeah. you, you had eight people or eight men who could work as opposed to the four or three or four women in the other in the other match who could work. Yeah. So it's better to have eight that can work when there's eight people in the fucking match. Than... And you just had a good hodgepodge of like you had like your big like it was kind of a brawl with the Raiders and Strowman and Otis. And then you had like technique with Gable. But the elect and. I love the Street Profits, man. And I knew they were going to win, even though I think I predicted a different team on the show last week. But yeah. when me and Doug made our official predictions after, I said the Profits. Yeah. They're so electric. They're so good. And I really think, like, like we're going to be talking about them in 10 years in the top 10 tag teams of all time. Like, they're just so fucking good. And even, like, no matter what you want to say about them, there's, just, there's this electricity about these two. That they've always had, and right. they can go in the ring, and they're good characters. Montez Ford's one of the best promos. You know, uh, go ahead, Clinton. But that's just my opinion. I like these two. Uh, no, I was going to ask you this. Now, do you think the Street Profits will have more like a Hardy Boys careers, where it was a good tag team, but you also know Montez Ford is a good singles competitor? Do you think they also like drift apart a little bit when single goal? while teaming together. I think Ford can be a U.S. or Intercontinental title champ. Montez Ford's the Sean, absolutely. I mean, Dawkins Dawkins isn't bad. Dawkins isn't bad, but he is Gennetti. Like, if you you do split these two up, what do you do with with Dawkins? Dawkins has a pretty good singles match. Yeah, but as a character... I'm not saying split them up. Well, I'm just saying that they can still team together like the Hardy Boys did. Remember, Jeff Hardy was a hardcore champion along with Matt Hardy was like a European champion, and he was still doing tag team with the other. They could yeah. still do that. They could. I wouldn't be mad at it, but it's also like if you have something so good, like just keep it what it is, too, in, in, in wrestling. I, but we also have to get away with that and let people evolve, too, but... I just think that the profits are so good together. If you want to have Montez, like if Dawkins get hurt or something, then fucking let Montez go on his own and really show what he can do. Right, because remember, last year, I I think like uh, last fall for a couple of months, one of them was hurt, so they were both off television. Yeah. Which is stupid because you could start like – and I actually think the reason why they did that is because Ford was the one hurt. Yeah. Well, because Ford's the one that can talk people into the building. Dawkins is pretty good in the ring, and he's got a couple of punchlines, but you know who the promo is. You know yeah. who the Enzo is in that group. 
But Ford is the one that gets the people. That's why I think he could do good on his own, especially in this new era. Like if you have Ford versus somebody like really athletic and good uh, for the U.S. title, and you have Ford talking people into the building, I think it could be a big deal. Well, and remember how good the U.S. title elimination chamber match was, that's and true. how like nobody really. And you really felt bad when you saw him hurt, too. We thought he was really hurt. We were worried, even though we thought Logan might just come in anyway. Yeah. And, like, uh, but that was one of the matches where, like, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be that good of a match. And it was. And it ended up being a match, in my opinion, it was actually match of the night. Yeah. I Uh, wouldn't, I would never split them up, but I would, I would not mind them doing more single stuff. Yeah. Like Clinton is moving. Yeah, but, no, I think they're a good group. I, I, I just like those two. I like I like where the tag team division's at right now, and that match was kind of a good showcase for it. Yeah. Especially a throw-together team like Strowman and Ricochet still looking pretty good. Right, which, by, by the way, like the two of them getting together was pretty much just a rib on Strowman's tweet after Saudi Arabia because he tweeted about he doesn't need to, you know, you don't need flippy-dippy wrestlers to get over. So, so uh, yeah, we're gonna put you with the flippiest. Yeah, and it's so Triple H is just like he, you should have shut your fucking mouth. You're teaming you with Ricochet. <laughs> That's funny. And then him and Ricochet just started kind of getting along. Uh, and I like Strowman. I think yeah. he can say stupid shit, but he's funny. Like I just like Strowman. Yeah, he just like he just doesn't know when to shut up. I mean, he's a taller, muscular version of me. <laughs> And I feel like he's one of those guys that he's been like, like he's been the world champion. Yeah. And he's also been fired. <laughs> he's been like, like he's been on both, like all sides of the oh, spectrum, yeah. like mattering and not mattering. To where I, I don't know. There's something about Strowman. Yeah. Did we all give ratings? Or we all they remind me. I'm oh, sorry. No, you go. Go ahead. They remind me of Kane and that fuck. Kane and who? X Pac. He said. X Pac. I can see it. I can yeah. see it. I can also see Kane or, in the RVD a little bit. Yeah, although to be honest with you, like, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Rick, hopefully Ricochet doesn't go the X Pac route and release a sex tape with his uh, with his uh, now fiance. Yeah, and then hit him with a fire extinguisher. Although to be honest with you, Samantha Irvin is, and I'll do respect to China, but Samantha Irvin is drop dead gorgeous and, and, and never accused of having a penis. And listen, and I get why X Pac. An X-Pac can be a dick, and I yeah. understand it, but the fact that the five-foot-one guy was the one that turned heel in that group still yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, X-Pac and Eric and I, because Eric and I have both met him, he's a great guy. I love he's him. actually a very friendly guy. Yep. Uh, you know, you would think he'd be one of those guys because uh, two, you know, one of his best friends, Kevin Nash, is one of the biggest assholes when it comes to fan conventions. Well, we all got to remember, Xbox has been through a lot of shit. Yeah. Especially with the drugs and all the stuff with China and everything. Like, he's lived a lot of life, and you get two sides of people after that, and one of those sides is, like, a really grateful, humble human being. And that's kind of how Xbox is now, to where he's lived so much and been through so much crazy shit that he's just, like, yeah. a good dude through it all. Changes life, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Seth freaking Rollins and Logan Paul. Another like, come on, man! Four matches in or five or whatever. The kids got the sauce. Yeah, <laughs> the kid can wrestle. So he's going mm-hmm. around and he's telling people that WWE has re-signed him to another year. Okay. Now I don't know how true that yeah. is. Again, 
my only issue with this was though, I do think he should have beat Seth, and I know no. I do think he should have yes. beat Seth because what do you do with Logan? I, I'm there with you. Logan's Logan's stock does drop slightly as to where Seth Seth is that he's that good B guy for Roman to where Seth's stock can never drop. He's like a, almost an edge to a Cena. Right. To where he can lose, he can do whatever, and Seth is still going to be Seth freaking Rollins, and you're not going to look at him any differently. Even if you lose to the YouTube kid, he's not going to look bad because you're still going to know that he's one of the best in the ring and he can do whatever he wants. Uh, but Logan, like AJ, like AJ can lose, and you're like, oh, he's still AJ Styles. Right. Seth's the same way. But Logan Paul now, it's like, well, who's who are they going to put him up with next? And like, can he really beat anybody? Like, all he, the only per, I mean, he beat the Mysterios with Miz, but and then he beat the Miz. Like, he needs, like, that statement victory. It would have been a nice statement at WrestleMania if he would have beat Seth Rollins. Yeah. He I, would have been able to say that, and that would have fueled his heel character going forward. I mean, I do feel like I do feel like that if somehow he beat, like, a Drew McIntyre, which is, like, not really possible. Like, I like how WWE did exactly what I said they shouldn't do. When I was, like, remember last week how I was like, they're going to listen to me? Yeah, because Cody's gonna win. Because when we did our plan for it, I said Cody's gonna win at WrestleMania, and Logan's gonna win, and then they're gonna build towards that. Yeah, definitely not doing that. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I <laughs> see my favorite spot of the match, and again, like because you and I had kind of argued about it when the <coughs> prime mascot came down. Yes, I was wrong. And you, you said KSI's in there. I was like, no, KSI's not in there. Yeah, it's and it's just like it's KSI, and then uh, like they they showed it was him. I celebrated because, uh, you know, I was right for once. And, um, but, like, him taking the spot through the table where, like, he's taking the fucking selfie and then Rollins is just like, come here. And then he fucking goes through it. Like, that was fine. I mean, I give the match a seven. I give the match a seven, too. And I think it just proves, like, First, I know we all know Seth can go with anybody and make anybody look good, but Logan has constantly backed up his end of the agreement yeah. and been one of the best celebrities to come in and pick it up the fastest. Like I think he's right up there with Kurt Angle, with somebody with no like pro wrestling background who did something else. I know amateur wrestling, you can make the correlation, but high school and Olympic amateur wrestling is different than choreographed pro wrestling. And, and, but Kurt came in and he picked it up so fast and he fucking became the man very quick. Logan's kind of doing the same thing. Like, he's putting on really good matches. Him and Seth was a really good match. If this was just some guy, you know, if this was Austin Theory, I'd be like, this is a fucking really great match. You know, but it, it's Logan Paul and it's a celebrity. But he was still, like, and he he's really good at playing the heel role. And him and KSI are good at being douchebags together. And, like, the, you mad, bro, when he fucking – but then he pulls KSI and he goes through the table with his buddy. Like, that's a fun moment. They're, they know the business. They uh-huh. seem to, like, Logan seems to understand how to get heat and look like a dickhead. And, but, like, he's doing all the right things. So just keep doing them. Nope. Yeah. Agreed. I like I know I've been on Logan's dick for a while, and I'm not trying because I'm not a huge fan of the Paul brothers, but I do think Logan and wrestling equals money. Right. And I do think that this is a good, you know, stamp of that. He's a, we can at least say he's I've become a fan of Logan. Yes, because he's he's showed everybody he can go in the ring. 
Yes, he's had more work than anybody. Like he's had Shawn Michaels training with him for a year. He's had all yeah. these. He's had more special treatment than anybody. I'm not going to not say that. He has. He's had all these guys in his ear, like teaching him how to do this. That not your your fucking like somebody just coming up doesn't have. But he's making the most of it. Well, yeah, he's proven something to me. Well, no, you're definitely right, and. The funny thing about about him, because we've seen celebrities. I mean, think of how many celebrities went in and wrestled matches for WCW, like David Arquette and Dennis Rodman. Yes. All right, and Dennis Rodman, because Dennis Rodman worked tags. Yeah, but people were like, "Ooh, he looked good," and yeah. Logan looks way better than Dennis right. ever did. Because then, when Rodman finally had to work a single <clears throat> against the Macho Man. He worked against a macho man, Randy Savage, who, by the way, was so over the fucking hill that it was kind of hard for... So far, it goes bad buddy and Logan Paul right now. Yeah. As far as, like, other people have tried, like, uh, God bless Snooki, <laughs> the people that have tried, but so far, Logan's like, he's really got it down, and he understands the business. And he can put on 15-minute matches. This kid's not going for four minutes, you know. Him and Logan was like 20-something. Yep. Right. He, the kid can wrestle. He's putting on. He's making moments of the match at the at the Royal Rumble, which is a huge deal. When you're the guy that people talk about at the Royal Rumble for making the moment, pretty big deal. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, exactly. Ricochet both. By the way. Yes, Ricochet too. But unfortunately for Ricochet, you know, you do kind of get overshadowed by the celebrity. Right. No, I, it's understandable. <clears throat> All right. I, I give it seven. seven. Seven? Is it sevens all around? What do you think, Clinton? Uh Yeah, I'll give it a seven. All right. And now, the other match you just did before, I give it six. I okay. forgot to give a rating. Okay. Now, this next one actually was a bathroom break for me. I went and took a shit. Now, I came back the next day and watched it. But Trish, Lita, and Becky versus Damage Control, I do think the wrong team won. We were going hard about how we thought yes. Damage Control needed it, and I think it's only proved it. No one's talking about Damage Control right now. That group is kind of a wash. Yeah, and, like, again, yeah, exactly. Bailey's name was kind of flying around out there. and like She might not even want to wrestle anymore again. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, uh, um, it may, it like, makes me sad. But, like, and, and, again, we don't know how true her name being dragged out there because right now it's being said that her and Drew McIntyre are going through the one ads right now, trying to find other employment. We don't know how true that is. Uh, like I said, PW Insider, you know, was trying to debunk the whole thing. Uh, which, you know, it is what it is. But the whole, the six-woman tag, like, to be honest with you, Lita is you could tell Lita's 46 years old because of how slow she moves. Now, it's good that she's getting, like, that one last run in her because, like, her run back in 2006 was, you know, she was beat by Mickey James, and then you had crime time coming out and selling her panties to the audience. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and... That Survivor Series, I believe, was in Philadelphia. So, Clinton, do you still have those panties that you bought from Crime Time? No, I don't. All right. Uh, <laughs> sitting in a pawn shop somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, I was gonna say something else, me, but I'm gonna let it go. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so like Lita getting like this second chance at another run, you know, it's kind of cool and all that. Uh, but it's just. You know, you kind of expect, like, because there was a rumor going out there that Trish was going to turn heel and all that shit. But it's like, at some point, it's like, Trish, like, fuck you, dude. Like, and I love Trish. And Trish, and I grew up on Trish. Like I said last week, I became a man to Trish. <laughs> but, but Trish, like, <laughs> you're only ever going to come back and put Charlotte over when you come back. Yeah. Like, every other time you come back, you have to go over unless it's Charlotte. I know you're not the one bucking it, okay? I'm not trying to put it on her. But it's like you can't let Bailey and Dakota and Eo Like, this is a big deal for them. It's not like when it was her and, what was it, Mickey against, you know, or no, her and uh, fucking Lita versus Mickey and Alicia. Like, you win that match. You don't yeah. need to lose that match. You don't need to lose to Mickey and Alicia Fox. But you – you you could lose the damage control. A young, you know, Dakota Kai and the guy really needed this. Right. Well, that whole thing that was originally yes. supposed to be her versus Alexa, but Alexa was also needed to be protected. I know. She was hurt. So then Alexa was going to team with Mickey, but then Alexa's just like, I can't even work a fucking tag match because yes. Ronda Rousey fucking sucks. I know that match kind of went off the rails. I was just using it as a day. Yeah. Because if she was wrestling Alexa, I would hope that the plan would have been for Alexa. I'm pretty sure it was. But the fact that, like, it's like, you just kind of come back, and it's like, it's a nostalgia act shitting on the young people. Like, it's cool, but it's also like, damage control isn't established, and now they may never will be, so. Well, but at least they got their moment. And I love Becky, and I love all these girls, so I'm not shitting on anybody, because I love all of them. I mean, you were shitting during. I was shitting during, but I I still, I, I don't know, I just think... This is kind of a fumbled bag. Yeah. This is one that we thought, uh, out of the two fumbled bags of WrestleMania, this one really isn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, but th- this is one that just kind of seems like, you know, I don't know. The other team could have won. It could have been better. But it should have been better. Yeah. I give this one a four out of ten. I'm going to say four as well, yeah. I'll give it a I'm giving it a three. Yeah. I'm bitter. All right. I'm bitter with so. Ray and Dominic. Plymouth, we'll start with you. You said this disappointed you. If you right, the way I, I look at it is disappointing. When you see Ray and Dominic, when they was tagging in this high flying like Lucidor ish type in ring abilities they have. I went in this match thinking I was gonna be able to see that. Like but no, it was more ground and pound. Nothing like I was expecting it to see. Yeah, yeah, you know he's gonna say something to his mom. Yeah, you know you're gonna Donald's gonna do something to do healer things. But you expecting on his father, son, you're still gonna get that Lucidor feel, which you did not. And it whatsoever. Okay. It was really okay. no, like, high spying, nothing like that. You know what I mean? All right. First of all... I, I, I do... And he is right. If that's what you were expecting, then you would be disappointed. Yes. If that's what you were expecting. That's not what I was. I was now, expecting that. Now, Ray is 48 years old. Yeah. 
the only way a 48-year-old should be flying around is in an airplane. You're right. He still can. <laughs> okay. In his defense, he still can. But you are right. Now, so, and this was like one of those father-son, like, father had to teach the son a lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother had to realize, oh, my God, I should have jumped off a cliff on my stomach when I was pregnant <laughs> with him. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, which, you know, after the way Dominic, I mean, I'm sure, like, they're all, like, sitting, they're going to sit around the Easter table on, well, until, they're probably Dom, happy with all of this. Although, I'm sure Dominic and Rhea are probably going to come back to the Mysterio house for for Easter on Sunday and try to do pull and, some shit. And Easter pegging. Yeah, but, like, I'm sure they're all going to be sitting around and they're going to be happy. They're going to be like, oh, my God, we did something special at WrestleMania. Uh, Can I say what I think you're trying to say? Yeah. Because I think, because all the reasons that, and I respect your opinion too, Clint, and I understand, if you were expecting that, you would be disappointed, and I get it. But all the reasons that you were disappointed and you didn't like it is why I loved it. Yeah. Because I didn't want it to be flying around, and I wanted it, like I said last week, I wanted it to be like Chavo and Eddie from Royal Rumble 2004. And that's what I felt like I got. I felt like this was this young, douchey, kind of fucking ungrateful bit the hand that feeds him son that needs to be taught a, a lesson by his veteran grounded father. And I thought that's what the match had to be. And that's what it was. And I thought even Ray winning was a good decision. And I thought, and oh, he, yeah. I wanted Ray to win. Don't get me wrong. I wanted Ray to win. And I enjoyed so the, the fact that he spanked him in the corner. That was a great, that was yeah, a that highlight was, right there. That was. <laughs> And the fact that he got to like whip him a little bit and stuff, yeah. and it's like it, I to me the match worked for, for those reasons. I didn't want it because to me it would have took the story. It would have took me out of the story if we have Dominic doing, you know, uh, a three sixty split and like like flying around, and right. you got Ray doing like flying. Like to me that would have took me out of the story. I wanted it to be a little more ground, grounded, so I could believe that it's his father and son that are so at odds. So th- that's why it worked for me. But I, I do see your perspective too. What, what what's your view on it, Eric? I enjoyed the match. I thought I thought it told a great story, and it kept me on edge of my seat. I I really enjoyed it. So I give it a seven. I it was one of, my, wish, one of my favorite matches on the card. I do wish that this could have almost opened, so Rhea could have been by his side though, because she feels a part of this story. Right, and the fact that, like, she didn't do it. Like, she wasn't even with him Monday night. Like, Priest was the one that had to do. I get it because they're like, all right, she's the champion now. She's in a different thing. This is, like, we're we're going a different direction with Rhea. She's kind of done with this. Yeah. And I, I understand it, but I felt like she was so ingrained in this story. Like, especially them walking out of oh, the yeah. Hall of Fame together and stuff. Right, <laughs> like, and Priest walking behind him. But, like, I feel like, you know, Damien Priest, like, because now they got to try to, because, Rhea's established. All right, obviously now she's got the belt. Dominic is well on his way. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Balor, although he has a calf tear. He's another fumbled bag. Uh, Balor should have won his match, too. Yeah. But, um, like, but the, so, like, with Balor, like, you don't really know what's going to happen with him. Uh, but, like, you need to do something with Damian Priest. And I feel like, you know, the fact that he put Bad Bunny through the announce table Monday night is just like, okay, you know, 
they're gonna it, we, it, Judgment Day is gonna probably implode at some point. We're gonna get those two at SummerSlam or something. So we got to get something. We got to do Bad Bunny. Well, first of all, I think at Backlash, well, Bad Bunny is the host. I think it's gonna be Priest and Dominic versus Ray and Bad Bunny. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, I think, well, if you watch the press conference, they just just say that that if Bad Bunny wanted to wrestle at Backlash, he's more than welcome to. Just shoot him out, and I think that's the reason why what happened overall with him going to that announcement table. I think they want Bad Bunny in the ring again, and I think that's the match we're going to we're going to get. Right, which there's no there's no issue with that. But I do think that like with uh the judgment day they're all kinda of going their separate ways and they're afraid of priest kinda of going down the road that Bauer's going down. Uh and, you know, it's just like okay, you know, Damian Priest we actually do see a lot in him. I hope they do. Uh, even though he was trained by Glacier. Uh, but it's hard when you're the fourth guy in a group. Like, it's just, that's his position, and it sucks, but you kind of get put in that goon role. Yeah. And that's what he is. Like, it sucks. And I think Damien could do a lot of things, and I'm excited, but Dominic gets nuclear heat from being Ray's son that fucked his dad over. So you have to you have to showcase Dominic. Rhea is one of the best female wrestlers in the company right now, so you have to showcase her. And Finn Balor is one of the yep. guys that should be something that isn't quite yet, right. and no one knows why. So you have to showcase him. But, so Damien gets pushed a little bit. Right, and it also doesn't help that the guy's like, Six decks. He's super athletic, but you have Michael Cole, call, Michael Cole, calling him an idiot every time he's on the screen. Yeah, and it's like Michael Cole should not be calling. Like, you want to call the Miz an idiot? Because he seems like he like that's fine. Miz fits an idiot role. Baron Corbin fits an idiot role. Uh, yeah, you're right. The maximum male models they fit idiot roles. Call Damian, him something call, else. Call him a dickhead or call, or call him a no good bastard. Yeah, don't call him an idiot. I agree. Yeah. I do. I, I am starting to like Cole in his new era of like, like I like how Cole's like just a disgruntled old man and he's always yelling. Like Wale posted a video. Wale was there, the rapper. Yeah. And he posted a video on his phone at WrestleMania during the main event. This was night two, and it was him screaming at the Usos, and it's right before Zane, and and he's like like getting to the ring, he's like yeah, fucking it, and he's like yelling at him and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, Michael Cole's fucking giving him hell. Right. And I like how he's kind of like that pissed off old guy now. Right, because, like, he's finally, and, and again, like, you can only imagine, like, if Vince starts getting back on the headset again, you know, what he's going to, you know, how he's going to start reacting, because, you know, he gets tired of Vince yelling in his ear. I, Michael Cole, I feel like it's about time that we start appreciating him. Yeah. Be, because he's been kind of shit on for so long, and he really is, like, our guy. Because <laughs> he's been, like, like, after JR, he really was the voice. And yes, his heel run was probably the worst thing of all time and having a heel announcer. And even though some good stuff came out of that with the coal miners box and stuff like that, yeah. but he, he could have like, he is a pretty good play by play guy. Yeah. And you know, he, he could let himself get embarrassed and it would be funny. Yes, he is. So he really is. He's a team player. Yeah. We do got to appreciate him. He's Let's a team player. Exactly. I do. We do got to move on, though. We're running out of time. SmackDown's down in a half hour. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. To me, this was the match of the card. And I love the feel-good moment. The tag match was amazing. But as far as pound-to-pound, bell-to-bell wrestling, this is the best match of the card for me. 
And I don't like either two girls that much. I like Rhea, but I, I you know how I feel about Charlotte, and I thought this was fucking amazing. I thought Charlotte really proved something. It was a good passing of the torch, and it really worked. Yeah, and what what's funny is that, like, you could tell Charlotte wanted to go out there because you could almost tell that they got to the building that day. Somebody went up to Charlotte, um, and um, said, hey, just so you know, we're going to put uh, the, Uso, the Usos versus Zayn and Owens on last. You guys are going to go – you guys are going to go on six. You could tell that she was kind of pissed off about that. Her idiot father really didn't like it. He bitched on his podcast about it. And it's just like – it's just like uh, – Keep going, Doug. But, like, it's just like uh, – it's just like, Rick, just shut the fuck up. And then uh, – Oh, okay. Uh, oh, you're good. But you know, he he bitched about it, and it's just like you know what, shut the fuck up. They because uh, Conrad even said he goes, Rick, that was a better story. He goes, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a better story. I mean, you're breaking away from tradition. She won the Rhea won the Royal Rumble. They should be on last. And it's like shut the fuck up. I I get it from both sides. I understand, especially now that you have two nights and yeah. a woman rumble and a men rumble. Te- it sh- technically, I understand the concept of it, sh- it should be the tradition to where the champion I mean, goes on last. I twice. do agree with that. I mean, I don't agree with it because of who said it. Because I think he's a no good waste of skin. But we've also seen it, and you like. I know we're gonna always fucking call back to WrestleMania 18, and you were there, and all that shit. But. We've seen it to where the champion goes on last, and that was the wrong decision because yeah. the better story fucking took the life out of the crowd. The champion goes on last, and no one cares. Triple H and Jericho, Triple H and Orton, after Sean and uh, Undertaker. Right. We've had stories. So, and by the way, the women have had main events for the past few years now, and it's been great, and I love it, and that's how it should be. We have not had a WWE tag team WrestleMania main event since WrestleMania one. Right. Okay. And we haven't, and we've never had one for the tag team championship. Right. Ever. And that's why, like, I think, you know, uh, old man beef should shut the fuck up. Uh, or Conrad should just unplug his fucking pacemaker. It's nice that he's passionate about the business. He just wants his daughter to get a bigger check so he can borrow money from her. Because, you know, he's losing all his money because he's paying alimony to nine women. I don't know, though. Now that he's got his – he's with the Tyson 2.0. He's got his own weed brand. Yeah. So he might be racking who, it. Who, who the fuck knows? I mean, he's going to ruin that relationship, and Tyson's going to leave him soon, too. Tyson's going to bite his ear off. Well, because, you know, Ric Flair has ruined every fucking relationship he's ever been in. I understand it. I, I understand you hate Ric Flair. Yeah. And I understand, and I do think, and I don't agree with him. I, I get it is his daughter, and he's got a that match that they put on is a main event match anywhere in the country. Well, exactly, and so like they did well to prove because I was like even believing it's like you know maybe this should go on in the main. But event. there's nothing wrong. The story is they needed his feel good yeah. moment. It's been a year. It was time. No, I I agree with that too. But like I can see the point of view. But then somebody who I absolutely hate says and it's like yeah yeah the, the better match went on. You're like no I'm on the other side. Yeah, it's like I'm on the other side because to be honest I don't think I could get my head that far up my ass to where I could agree where I could see Flair's point of view. 
And trust me, I could get it up there. That's like me if I was like, the sky's blue, and then Bret Hart was like, yeah, the sky's blue. I was like, no, it's green, you fucking asshole. Because <laughs> I don't like Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly. But uh, So, all right, I'm saying, I'm... 10 out of 10. Yeah, definitely 10 out of 10. Great match. Yeah. Perfect psychology. Okay. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Well, I'd have to say, I do agree with you. I'll, I'm a big fan of... Them. This is basically to me. I look at the coin flip. You had two great matches. It was hard to choose which one had to go first. I do agree the bloodline should have made event. We we needed that. Nothing against Rhea winning it, uh, winning or losing. It was, just, it was a better story. And to tell you the truth, the women's title match wasn't built up to to electrify as that tag team title match was supposed to be. And if they would have gone on, the women would have went on last, they wouldn't have been, it would have been an awful match. Well, yeah, because Rhea and Charlotte, there was no, like he just said, there was no buildup really whatsoever. No, you're talking a year-long story compared to something that was kind of relatively thrown together after Rumble. Yeah. uh, Like, they had one pull-apart, you know, fight in the crowd. Yeah. yeah, and they had the match before in WrestleMania, but that's it. So it, it was. Yeah, that was, the, that, I, that was the only key thing. It was a redemption for Rhea Ripley, messing up her losing the NXT Championship at a at what a pandemic era WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're you're six down. Like they're still in a marquee spot. Yeah, like you're basically the co-main because no one's going to consider Pat McAfee and the Miz a real thing. So, like, you're the co-main event base. Like, it's still a pretty good spot. It's not like you're the second match in the card and nobody cares. Right. You know, it's either, like, it, like opener's a good spot, main event's a good spot, but, like, co-main's a pretty good spot. So, I, I like the way, to me, the way everything was placed here, like, Ray, Rhea, and then Owens, like, I thought it was, like, perfect placement, and it kept me excited through the whole later half. So. Exactly. I, it all works for me. I, I, I liked it, and I agree with Clinton and with you guys. Uh, and I will give it a 10 out of 10. McAfee and Miz, I don't even want to rate it because it wasn't really anything. I do I enjoy it. Snoop making fun <laughs> of Miz the whole time was fun. But besides that, and we will talk about night two, even, even though we have about 10 minutes for night two. Uh, Shane McMahon and the whole shit, that was crazy. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg might be one of the best imp- improv guys around for how smooth he made that all look. Well, for, I'll, I'll just say this about that right now. They were saying that referee Jessica Carr is the one that said, you have to do something. You have to. Yeah. He wasn't saying a, a fucking thing. She was looking down like, uh, what she do we do? And she might have whispered to Snoop, but Snoop made that so like, it felt choreographed. It felt like like we all saw something legit happen to Shane's leg. Like we all knew that something was going on and we're like, holy shit, is like something he just broke his leg. He tore his ACL, whatever it was. Yeah. We knew something happened. But Snoop it was like it was planned. It looked so good. The way like his face throughout it, the way he punched yeah. Miz and then he dropped that elbow. It just like I thought like Snoop is a constant professional for doing that. I don't well, know. I just, and even like Miz, you could tell Miz looked at Snoop and is just like, uh, what do we do? Yeah, but and Miz Snoop, and Snoop's just like, All right, this 
and then it yeah. cracked them. Because Miz has been in the business for 20 years. Miz is going to be able to work through stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact that Snoop, who is a celebrity, and, like, he comes out around every once in a while, but the fact that he knew, like, ooh, shit just went wrong, and I have to make this look cool for the audience, and he did, like, that's kind of impressive for me. And he's, like, 60-something and high, higher than a fucking, you know, giraffe pussy. Yeah. So it's, like, good, good for Snoop. <laughs> yeah. All right, the main event. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. I think this lived up to the hype for all of us. To me, this was a perfect tag main yes. event for the tag titles that we don't get very often. It was special. It had this, like, we all just felt like, same way with Cody, how we felt like this is our guy. That's how we all feel about Zayn and Owens. We've all watched him in Ring of Honor back in the day. We yeah. all saw him come through NXT and, like, we've, we've grown up with these guys, and we've seen these guys, like, and the fact that, like, it's like two guys in our friend group, two guys that could be on the podcast with us. So seeing these guys, like, get their moment and get a big win, and Zayn's got the best theme song of all time. Yeah. And, and what's funny, too, is that, like, this match, I think, went, like, 30-something minutes. It didn't feel and, like it. and Sammy Zayn worked about 28 of it. Like That's what it needed to be, though. Yeah. Like, Zayn needed to get his ass kicked. And it was just like, it, it, was, it was perfect. And I mean, I, again, it's another story alone, I would say 10 out of 10. Yes. Okay. 10 out of 10, so definitely. They did the right thing with how they, I think they formatted the show really well. Both shows were formatted almost perfectly. Yeah. With the way, with how, with who won, when the baby faces won, when the heels won, how the crowd was going to pop. I thought, like, it never felt like the emotion was drained out of the building. No. So, I, yeah, I thought the booking was done well. And the only thing is, once they got that win, I was like, oh, Cody's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're not getting two big moments. Like, no. Like, I kind of saw the writing on the wall when Zayn got his, that Cody wasn't going to get yeah. his. But it was still nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was... A, a perfect end, I think, to the night one of WrestleMania. And the Usos can do anything. Like, that yeah. That really is. If they're not on your Mount Rushmore of tag teams, then what are you doing? Now, tonight, uh, if we end this podcast in time, we will see that Sami Zayn is – I believe Sami Zayn is wrestling Jay Uso. Ooh, that'll be fun. I like them yes, in the shoot in their little deal, my man. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes of that. Yeah, that's going to – that's going to be fun. I mean, the, the Street Profits, they, they they were the best team to go over on, on Saturday. All right, we're going to blow through night two, right? Yes. Uh, I do want to – Ronda Rousey and the women, I, we're not even going to give a lot of that stuff ratings. Brock and almost was – I didn't even watch was. that. It was fun and didn't it was – watch that one either. It, all I can say is it was five minutes and good. Yeah, and, and that was fine. And Brock did his stuff; it worked. the The women's match was filler. It was kind of bullshit. Ronda and Shayna looked dominant. Good for them. Well, it, it, they couldn't even really look dominant because Shayna twisted her ankle because Shotzi landed on her during a dive. Uh, and you know, Ronda already had the the injury to her elbow, so she couldn't do anything anyway except for just you know get the finish because they had to go over because they're them. Uh, there's, to where it's just like, you know, Shayna should have pulled Ronda and Wayne Chachi should have laid it on Ronda's head. But uh, uh, there's two matches to really talk about here. Yeah. And that's why I'm skipping over one, so don't 
Yeah. Correct me on it. That's fine. Bianca and Asuka was all right, and it was good for what it was, but compared to the other women's match, and I think that's what a lot of us had in our head, it really couldn't do much. I don't I, – Bianca just yep. – Sometimes she she hits for me and sometimes she doesn't. I think her and Oscar tried. It just didn't have the special. Well, fact. to me, this still was this was an eight. I I did enjoy this. I'll go seven. And I, I'm gonna say this right now: the young lady who uh, the little contortionist girl who was out there with that uh, you know uh, oh yeah what yeah. the hell did they call that group or whatever? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, like uh, the the group of dancers. That young lady lost her mother earlier in the day. Oh, that's so okay. But and she, but she knew because she was going to be part of that thing. And they had asked her. They said, "Do you want to go home?" And she goes, "No, I was asked to do this. My mom wants me to do this. She got her mother got her ready for it." That's so sweet. So I didn't know. Oh, I, I believe, like you know, she was working. You know, her mother helped her with her dance routine and all that. I want to go back and watch that now that I'm thinking. Yeah. Now that I know that. So that's sweet. Like it's just like you know. Very sad too. Because her mother was actually the one that set up the whole thing. Yeah. Or not the whole thing, but at least her. Rest in peace part. and prayers for her and the family. Yeah. So, like, the fact that yep. he went out there and, you know, it's a little girl, too, by the way. Right. Like, six, seven, eight years old. Yes. I got it. And still to have that mentality, it's just like, I got a job to do. Badass. I think she's going to be going places. Yeah. Very badass. And uh, So, I mean, that, to me, that was like, – and that was everybody's, like, biggest takeaway from that match once it was reported that, oh, yeah, by the way, that young lady's mother died, like, earlier in the day. Like, they didn't know – uh, they didn't know that she was going to still do the performance. They told her she could go home, and she's like, no. I got you. It's, it's very very sweet, and prayers for all of them. Yeah. Bianca and Oscar was just okay. Yep. Let's be it's an eight for you. I thought it was a seven. I mean, Oscar should have won. I'm, yeah, I'm being a generous yeah. by giving it a seven in my head. Uh, I, I thought I'm it was okay. He's asking for the one. Six. how about you? I want to give it a seven. Okay. I mean, edge, it was edge, a great match. But... Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, edge and the Demon was a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. No, the wrong guy won. And it was just like, I mean, first of all, him coming out as a Demon, the Demon already died in that match with Roman Reigns when the fucking rope broke a couple of years ago. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, for good reason. So, to me, this match was just like, this was a kind of a way to resurrect the demon. They decided not to. Uh, five. I agree. Six. I did enjoy I'll it. Say seven. I mean, Finn should have won, but I, do, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't love it. Now, the two matches that made this thing, we got to talk, and this was the third one down, but... Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre are the three toughest sons of bitches I have ever yeah. seen. And these three brutes just yep. beat the shit out of each other, and it was so fucking good. I give this match a nine. I loved it. What do you guys think? It was like, uh, I, I mean, some people are saying that this was another missed opportunity. The title should have gone to Sheamus. But I disagree. Sheamus isn't any lesser from this match. Drew isn't any lesser, and Gunther's still the man. And I still think, like, and here's the thing, and Solomon's are pissed about this the other day. 
because uh, somebody said that, oh, they might be trying to break Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental record, which is at 14 months. So they might take this to SummerSlam. I personally think that they just uh, they just want Gunther to just beat the shit out of guys. And then when the right person comes along, let's say like maybe a... Bron uh, Baker. Well... Maybe a Braun that's Breaker. Every, that's what everyone's saying now. Yeah, like a Braun Breaker <laughs> or everything. like if you do a thing to where like if Lashley somehow switches brands and they decide to make Lashley Intercontinental Champion, I think Lashley and Gunther would be something would be something to watch. Here's the deal. With this match, Gunther was the only one that it would have hurt if he would have lost. Yeah. So how can you say the wrong guy won? I don't no, think... No, I, I agree with him winning. Even though I picked Sheamus to win, yeah. I'm okay with Gunther winning because I think he is a star. And he still kind of looked pussy-ish in his win. Like, he didn't look... Like, he looked tough and exactly. he was badass, but those two beat the shit out of each other and then he picked them apart for the victory. Yeah. That was a perfect heel win. And that was good for him. I thought it worked. Like I said, nine. Uh, nine. I'm I'm yeah, going to ten. Oh, and go ten. We have about fifteen minutes, thirteen minutes, and we have to talk about the main event. This is the greatest greatest thing, our greatest anticipation for WrestleMania. A lot of us thought that Cody Rhodes, after you know going to AEW, fucking building a brand, being the top babyface in wrestling, coming back, putting out great matches with Seth, fucking injuring the pectoral. Wrestling with it still and looking like an absolute badass, coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, being the only Rhodes to ever, you know, have an opportunity in the main event of WrestleMania to win the title. He could be the first Rhodes to do it. He's doing it for his family. He's got the song. He's a badass. And the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, walks away with the world title. After 35 minutes of brilliance, Solo Sakia comes in, gives Cody a, throat, a thumb to the throat. And Roman walks out the champion in front of eighty thousand people. I know we, I know, especially on this podcast, we have differing opinions. I'd like to start with Clinton. Is that okay? Yes. Clinton, you're okay. a Roman guy. What did you think of this? I I've never been so nerve wracking watching the match like I was watching the main event. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I wanted Roman Orange. I was happy. But when he started hitting the the when we went to that final, he hit the rose cutter, picked him up again, cut her again. But when, when I thought he was going to hit that third time, I've never been so happy to see Solo Socolo. Give him some more fight, and then how he just speared him in half and pinned him. It was beautiful. I, stu- I gave him a standing ovation. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. I didn't want the man to lose. I'm glad you were happy. Then... <laughs> Put on my hands, Pat. <laughs> I was Wait happy. a minute. You were pissed, but yet for three years you wanted us to call him Uncle Roman. That's when he was a baby face. That's when he was a good guy. I wanted to see this Roman, okay? I hated babyface yep. Roman Reigns. 
It was yep. the worst. <laughs> this is the role no, that I right. wanted He's to see. No, you're right. He's great as a heel. He's great, yes. Yes. I, I, don't, I never want to see him go back as a good guy. I know. <laughs> I don't disagree. And I, I get you and were I very – And Paul Heyman was a great choice leaving yeah. Brock and going to Roman. I think that's what he needed. I think you're right. And it all came together. And it worked – that's why That's why I still – even with Cody losing, and we'll get your perspective too, Eric, and of course we'll get to you, Doug. But uh, that's, to me, why this thing was so perfect, because for the first time in a very long time, you had a perfect heel versus a perfect baby face. Right. You had the perfect story and in front of, on the biggest platform in the main event. And at WrestleMania, that has not always been the case. But it was the case this time. And I really thought that the baby face might get – and I was not as happy as Cliff. <laughs> and I was a little more disappointed. <laughs> but – I I really thought that what the match did was perfect, and I thought it really worked for having our – I was up till midnight on a work night, you know? I fucking – like, we, we were all up very late just to see, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, and then fucking the group chat going off is like, I shut the fuck up. <laughs> we got to get up in five hours. But I – so – and it was hard. And after that, I was like, all right, Doug, go upstairs. I'm sick of this shit. I'm breaking my Xbox. <laughs> but uh, I I just loved I loved the way it all went down, thinking about it. As pissed off as I was in the moment, in retrospective, I think it really did yeah. the story perfectly. And what's your opinion, Eric? Exactly. I, I was the same way. I was, more, I was more pissed off about how it ended than Roman winning. Because I like both guys. I like I love both guys. So it didn't piss me off that Roman won. It pissed me off the way it ended. So I wanted a clean win. I wanted kind of a clean win to end WrestleMania. But after thinking about it, after Doug got mad <laughs> and, and thinking about it and sleeping, and sleeping on it, I came to a realization that it, it is what it is and the story continues. Now, one thing I will say is I don't think that this helped Cody. And the people that are like, it's going to mean more and Cody's going to come back and win and this was big adversity, I don't agree with that. I do think you have to prime somebody else now. And I love Cody, and I'm the biggest Cody fan here, and I want him to be the world champion. But I, I, it's going to happen. It's, I, I believe it is going to happen at SummerSlam. And, to, and that's cool, but I don't think it's as effective and it's as electric. And I just feel like... To me, you had to pull the trigger or you don't. And I'm fine. You don't, you didn't, and that's cool. Let's do something else. Maybe let's build Braun Breaker or let's see what we can do with all these other stars we have. But to me, it was like you have the moment. You're either going to do it or you don't. And now you're doing the Brock thing, and it's just like I feel like Cody's just going to do something else. And that's okay, but to me, it's like it's kind of like – I'm right there with you. If, if it's like, all right, let's do it again at Backlash, and then Cody wins the title at Backlash, I'll be like, this is kind of fucking stupid. It's not going to be so special. You, you know, we keep yep. calling for Braun Breaker to get called up to the main roster. He hasn't even fucking wrestled and, and, and watch fucking, you know, the big NXT debut either tonight or next week or whatever. It's not going to be Braun Breaker. It's going to be fucking Cameron Grimes. <laughs> but, all right, give your view while we have time. All right. We got to go. Here's, here's my thing about it, and I'm going to make this very quick. Uh, 
The thing about this match is they had to end it this kind of way so they could justify Cody if, if they were not going to go with Cody winning. Cody has to get a rematch. Yes. Okay? How do you get a rematch? Not by Roman going over clean. You go. You get, Cody gets a rematch by getting screwed over by a fat guy. Yeah. I feel like if it was clean, it would have been a little more right. deflating. It would have been so, like, oh, so he just wasn't good enough? Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't good enough here. How the fuck is he good enough at SummerSlam? Yeah. Okay? So that's why it went down like that. Now, so, and but it also, it does continue to build Roman's historic reign. Yes. And it also says something for Sokoa, because even though Sokoa got beat Monday night, or the Monday <laughs> night before, that now it's just like, okay, you know, you caused me my first loss, but I fucked you out of your title. Okay? Now, as soon as Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar gets done, but fucking you. I'm gonna get you got to go through me again to get to the chief. Yep. Okay. Uh, and um, so that really much builds the story. And then you have that other, you know, piece of uh, crotch rot in the corner, Heyman, <laughs> who, by the way, like, I, I, and I love Paul Heyman, but first of all, he's getting so fat that it's going to be hard to fit him through a door. All right, so like he's got to he's got to start drinking some slim fast or some shit. Uh, but like, but no, that's that's pretty much that's my view on it. Is that like, you know, you keep Cody strong by that type of finish. But now he's got to go through Brock, which is going to be an even bigger uphill battle. Yes, and the only thing I'll say about that: Do I agree that Raw sucked Monday? Yes, I do think it was one of the worst Raws after Mania. M. Am I excited, though, for Brock and Cody? Yes. I think that's something different that could be fun and in a different yes. way. Yeah. And I like the idea of those two going against each other because it's never happened before. So let's try it. Fuck right. it. Let's do something. The only problem is Brock going back to this character, this is the Brock Lesnar that doesn't like to sell. Yeah. And it's I really enjoyed Brock with the cowboy hat just having fun. But it sucks that he's got to be a machine again. But it also, that's the Brock that sells money. So Yeah. Or draws or whatever. Uh, let's give our final thoughts real quick while we have a few minutes. WrestleMania, to me, was up there with some of the best. I thought it was a really good mania. And, uh, well, I don't know about up there with the best, but I, di- I didn't think it sucked. I think this was an 8 out of 10. There was enough really good stuff that made me interested for over, like, what, seven hours complete yeah. of television? All right. This, and I'm just going to say this real quick. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. There's been 39 WrestleManias. I think that this WrestleMania worked its way into, like, top 10. And we got to find a way for this podcast to be at 40, baby. We're yeah. going, they're going to Philly. we got to figure it out, guys. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to uh, uh, I, I enjoyed this WrestleMania for what I – the stuff I watched. Because I didn't watch everything because I had work. And yeah, but um, for what I watched, I enjoyed it. It was a solid WrestleMania for right now, but I give it an eight out of ten. All right, Clintus, take us home. Uh, I'm definitely gonna give this WrestleMania a nine out of ten. I mean, because you had like basically, you had to look at it this way: 
You had all the top champions. You wanted to keep the title. Russell or one night. Title changes hand the other night. Edge and Bauer up there. Even though wrong guy won, I enjoyed the match. That's hell in a cell. You can't go wrong there. Rock almost. That's great. <laughs> great opener. Cena and Theory. It is what it is. The men's fatal four-way. Excellent thriller. It's up. So, yeah, not out of time. All right. Seems like we all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about our top ten relationships in wrestling. So we'll all be coming out with our list next week. Make sure to check that out. And make sure to check out all our other shit that we'll get into at a later date. Yeah. Uh, we're not plugging it because we're running out of time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Unscripted Wrestling, Unscripted Unlimited, uh, Stabcast. You know where to find us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find them. I mean, usually you can find us sitting in our living room, uh, sitting in our living room naked. Buck ass. Yeah. Everybody have what? a good week. I'm done. I can't. Bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Perfect way to end the show.